When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. This episode is brought to you by Google. Google's two-step verification was built to secure your account and help prevent cyber attacks, even if your password is compromised. That's why Google has made it easy to sign into your account with this additional layer of protection. Just one tap and you're in. Learn more at safety.google. Hey, Rick, how you doing? Hey, John, what's up? Nothing much. I'm going to go on here and introduce the show, then we'll go on from there. Sounds good, man. All right. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the best damn movie related show here on the internet. This show is as always for movie lovers tonight, John DeGorio. And I just want to say it's an honor and a privilege to be able to talk about movies in front of a virtual water cooler. And today I have a special guest for me from the Joker Unleashed page. Rick is joining me once again. We actually did the Joker movie review a couple of months back. And I thought it would be a great idea to actually have him back on the show again. So say hi to everyone, Rick. Hi, I'm Rick. Uh, it's, I'm very happy to be back again. It was really fun last time. And, uh, Hoping it'll be a good talk this time, too. I'm sure it will. And for today's topic, we're actually talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly side of video game-based movies. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I know that there was a couple of things that you wanted to talk about first. So, let's go on ahead and get into that first. All right. Um, so, I figured we can talk about some of the upcoming video game movies uh, that are already greenlit, that are already in some form of production that is actually going to happen. And from then, we can maybe get into ones that we have, you know, already seen and love, hate, whatever, however we feel about them. But uh, I think that there's there's a couple of video game movies that are, that are already in production that some of them even have, uh, like, release dates already, uh, or release years at least that um, right. are, are pretty cool. Some of them I'm actually pretty excited for. And some of them I'm kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know one thing. I'm a, as a big, huge Metal Gear fan and everything because I actually owned the very first Metal Gear video game for the PS1. I remember that being like a four-disc set. Oh, yeah. And playing in front of that thing for like hours at a time and trying to take down the... Uh, forgot the assassin's name which is the female character which is the which is the female sniper i remember having a tough time with that then of course you can actually do a couple of other things to actually earn extra stuff metal gear was way ahead of its time for video games way ahead of its time and and i'm i am excited about that movie it is still so it's pretty much been greenlit and that's all we really know well it's been through Right. It's been through several rewrites and stuff like that. They're trying to get it done perfectly so that way it doesn't feel forced or anything. So I'm okay with the fact that as long, here's the thing. As long as they're not starting production on it and they don't know the direction that they're going on, I'm perfectly fine with that. And as far as the release date goes and everything else, at least they actually have a release date in mind, but they can always go back and change it again if they choose to do so if the script isn't right. Yeah, it's so early that's... enough to still be able to change pretty much anything about the movie and it not affects the end result. Exactly. And another thing too, like you said before, it's ahead of its time and everything. And I really always love the plot line of Metal Gear. We have this big old huge 
army machines they mixed in with some uh, like a sci-fi action movie and here's the thing i always imagine like snake bliskin like uh Kurt yes playing that i always yes. imagine kurt russell playing snake definitely he can definitely pull that off and especially with the age um with the aging technology that we have out now that can actually be done oh yeah I mean, but I mean, the only thing I'm questionable about is even with the Irishman, though, was the fact that, yeah, you can do the whole entire facial thing, but you can't mimic body movement. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, but they can do wonders. I mean, look at the curious case of Benjamin Button. I mean, that's true, too. They, they, with the right budget, a company can do, can do a lot. And I do really feel like. Sony especially is going if if their hands aren't on this because you know it originally was you know PlayStation exclusive you couldn't play it on anything else exactly. and if they uh, if they get their hands on it they're gonna like they're already you know a huge company that can afford to you know pretty much put a blank check out there to make right. it worthwhile. I totally agree with that, but another thing too with Sony though is they're looking for a big, huge franchise, and the only yeah. franchise that they have going right now is, you know, they have Ghostbusters coming out and everything, but that's more like a reboot thing of what happened with the Melissa McCarthy movie. So you can't even—they're even doing a good job with that <laughs> franchise right now. No, and I mean it was an okay movie, but you can't plaster that on an poster where it says this movie was an okay movie but we still didn't make our budget back <laughs> i mean speaking of playstation games we got uh sonic coming out real soon uh and the whole crazy thing that went on with the redesign and you know going on with graphics too the redesign of sonic himself and how that is going to impact the movie I agree with you. I I like the fact that they actually listened to the fans and everything and took a step back and were like, okay, our special effects are not working. I am ecstatic. <laughs> I'm so happy they changed it. That first one was a was a horror movie. It like, was. It was really bad. I can't <laughs> believe someone said that that was okay and to continue going on with with him looking like that as the style. Exactly. If you remember, do you ever remember whenever they were first going to announce a Pokemon movie and all the horrible concept art that came out oh, that looked God. like a horror movie? Yes. That's <laughs> what Sonic the Hedgehog looked like to me, was those images flashing back in my mind. I'm like, oh my God, this is the worst thing that I've seen in a long time it, it, as far as special effects go for this movie. It was god-awful. And I'm, as you said, I'm so happy to listen to the fans because, you know, overall, that's who the movie is for. People who are Sonic the Hedgehog fans are going to want to see this movie. Um, you know, especially for the nostalgia effect. I freaking loved Sonic when I was a kid. Me you know? too. And, like, uh, it's... And seeing, you know, that what have they done to my boy? Like, oh, uh, <laughs> what is going on? Why does Ex- he look like that? <laughs> exactly. It's like, I don't remember you being this way. You need to go back and do a whole complete makeover on yourself. Oh, God. I'm, but and- the fact that they listened, it is so much better now. Um, 
I was I was very like there's no way I'm seeing this movie when I first saw it and now Same. now I'm I'm more definitely way more willing to see it. I love Jim Carrey. I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan. Uh so when I saw that he was in it, I was I got excited and then I saw, you know, that they that they redid it and I got more excited cuz I was like, oh, you know, Jim Carrey's back's going to be hurting being the one carrying this whole movie. Right, exactly. <laughs> because you can have the best grip, but if the other actors and everything else doesn't fit in or whatever, that is actually going to wear down your actor really fast. Yep. And, you know, I love the fact that they got Jim Carrey to play the bad guy in this movie because he d- can play villainous roles really well. He, yeah, he's one of my favorite actors. Um, so I love pretty much pretty much anything that he's in. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a really big fan of. So same here as well. So, you know, and to find out he was going to be Dr. Robotnik, I was like, yes, you know, I love his mustache too. It's great. <laughs> but, the mustache add on was actually pretty cool. I was like, okay, how are they going to pull off the mustache? Um, but they did a really good job with the makeup and everything else for him. I, so I'm really pleased with it. I really do feel like though, that everybody who complained about, you know, getting the redesign done, should almost be obligated to go and see this movie because they listened to you. This is like a very right. rare event where where all this internet backlash like actually got them to spend a lot of money to completely redesign a character in a movie. And it's almost like, you know, you should go see it because, you know, this is what you wanted. They changed it and you got to support that. You got to support that idea of companies listening to the fans and this might you know convince more companies to to do stuff like that so to you know back pedal on things like yeah it sucks that they had to back pedal but it's great that a company is actually doing something to make themselves better because of the fans reaction i i agree with that Except uh, there's like one other thing though, like I'm glad that they went on ahead, pumped the brakes for a minute. It's like, okay, we need to actually go back and look and see what we actually did and see what we did wrong. Yeah. And, and then, of course, direct ourselves in the right direction where the fans will be happy. And they actually did do that. The other thing too is to quote one of the coaches if you listen to the fans, you'll be sitting on the sideline, uh, sitting in the bleachers with them. Yeah. In some cases, I feel like it's okay to listen to them to listen to the fans, but in other ideas, there isn't. For example, that's true. Because I always have this division here, where yeah, you, you can listen to the fans to an certain extent, but look what happened with the 1990s Dungeons and Dragons movie that was directed <laughs> by a fan. And of course, because he was a fan, the studio's like, okay, you know what you're doing. You're a fan of D and D, so we're going to go on ahead and give you a budget and make your movie. And that turned out horrific. So I can actually, I can see on both sides of the field on this one. Where True. Like, okay. There has to be that borderline where you can feel comfortable with the studio, where the studio puts your full faith in it. And then you look at what you have and then you're like, okay, maybe I should go on ahead, maybe tweet this out and ask the fans what they think about this. And they go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Have like a discussion board kind of thing. And, and the other is, you know, you're it's you're never going to make everybody happy. No. You're, that's it's impossible. There's always going to be with every movie that comes out that's based on a pre-existing franchise someone's going to be mad. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, cuz they already have a vision in their head of how they want their perfect movie to be. 
and, right. and, and if you don't because it's based on someone they love and it's some some you know a franchise or a product that they've liked for a long time and they already have like I want it to be like this and if it's not like that they're not going to be happy and so it's something that you, you can't make everyone happy you can only try <laughs> exactly and unless I'm I checked I'm not a writer I can't I don't I'm writing a screenplay but I'm not an actual writer itself I'm not the one who's getting paid or anything like that. So whatever I have thought in my head, you're going to have to just go on ahead and erase that completely when you see the movie and every single prediction that you actually had on how you thought you're going to, what you're going to have when you're watching it. That's like, yeah. And I mean, video games is the, I mean, you're writing an interactive movie when you're doing video games. And uh, I think the difficult part about writing a movie based on video games is that you're taking out that interaction you're taking mm-hmm. out that and that's one of the things that we love about video games you feel like you're a part of the story your decisions matter even if it's a linear thing where guess what no matter what you do it ends the same way every time you still feel like you are part of that story and if you make a movie out of a video game it kind of takes that away and you're you're you know you're watching it you're not making the decisions you're not telling the character what to do and i feel like that is one of the key aspects that makes a lot of video game movies fail i agree and then not only that but the thing that i have against the assassin's creed movie was the fact that they introduced us to a new character that wasn't even ezio and i wanted ezio to be a part of it oh man and have dead men as um, as the whole entire backstory, and then what they did with the Artemis and everything, I was completely fine with. It's just the direction they chose to go in on that whole entire thing. But I was still open to enough to actually go out and see it, and I was still laid out disappointed with it. That's uh, kind of like um, kind of like the the Prince of Persia movie, in my opinion. You know, because Prince of Persia and Assassin's Creed kind of go hand in hand. Uh, they're oh, very, very similar games. Uh, I love both of those franchises. They're fantastic. Uh, well, mo- mo- most of them are fantastic. Uh, but I was, I was really bummed out with how the uh, the um, the Prince of Persia game was, and it, uh, and I was even more bummed out because it starred Jake Gyllenhaal, and I love Jake Gyllenhaal. He's one of my Thank favorite. You. He's one of my favorite actors. And, I mean, I've been a big fan of him since Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko is, like, one of my all-time favorite movies. It's, like, a cult classic. Uh, and so ever since I first saw that when I was a kid, I was like, this is awesome. I love him. I love most of the movies he's in. And so I was really excited for Prince of Persia. Like, yes, I love this video game series. Yes, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. It's going to be awesome. And the movie ended, I was like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You want to know? Something? I only saw that movie once, and I forgot everything that was in the movie. Yeah, it wasn't something that you could connect with. It really wasn't. They they changed so much. Um, you know, it, pretty much the only real thing that kept the same was there was a prince of Persia with a <laughs> dagger that changed time, and everything else was just like this random. Yeah, this random combination of events. And I don't know, like... Uh, I feel like, too, that maybe some video game stuff don't need to be made into a movie, but rather than a TV show. Yes. 
Yes. A hundred percent on that. Because then we can actually get that character interaction a little bit that you were talking about that we were missing from it. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, they're doing the Witcher TV, uh, TV series is coming yes. to Netflix soon. I am super excited for that because I'm a, I'm a huge you know fan you of the Witcher come, games. You know what? You might actually have to come back again to actually do a review with that with I, me. I will gladly. <laughs> because I would love to get into the mytho- mythology I took, of the Witcher. I I uh, took the whole summer to play The Witcher Three and was like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna just play this game only during the summer. I'll beat it by the end of it." Nope, took me longer than the summer. With that being the only game I played to beat it, and I was like, oh, wow. "Worth it." <laughs> I did every but, uh, side quest. Love that game. I'm excited for The Witcher. I'm glad what what Netflix is actually doing with um with that, trying something different. And I like the fact that they are not afraid to sh- do something different. Yeah. And original. Yeah. I mean, that's scary, too, because it is already, it is. A, you know, well-defined. There's book series. There's video game series. It's already a pretty well-defined uh, franchise, and they're going to go a different way. And, I mean, it could be awesome, or it could backfire. You know, you never know. Uh, but you can't go wrong with Henry Cavill. Yeah, I love him. I love him as Superman. Same here. He gave that character so much depth, so much layers to that character that we haven't seen before. Definitely. And he's just an outstanding actor and down to earth. Um, what other video what? game movies are, are coming out? Um, oh, Monster Hunter. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Monster Hunter. Uh, I'm excited for Monster Hunter. Tell me what this is actually about, uh, because <laughs> I'm sold on the title. But uh, all I'm right. I'm just glued in on this. All right, so. I'm a huge fan of Monster Hunter World. It's it's the first one that I played uh, of the series. It is very, very big over uh, in Asia, especially Japan, where it's been around for a while. But Monster Hunter... I can definitely tell it has like an Asian type oh, yeah. title to it, just by the way that it sounds. Uh, but Monster Hunter World is really the first of the Monster Hunter franchise to make it really big in America, too. And what it basically is, is you are... Uh, a person who hunts monsters. That's literally, it's that simple where you go and you hunt different monsters. Uh, they come in all different shapes, sizes, with, and you have different weapons you can choose from to do it with, uh, from great swords to the insect glaive, which I use, and dual blades I also use, uh, to bows and heavy bows and all kinds of crazy hammers and all stuff that you can fight them with, and they all have their own uh, benefits and weaknesses and stuff, and you just hunt monsters you it's a very much a grind game so you hunt a monster until you and then you harvest the the parts from that monster then you can use those parts to build better weapons and better armor that you can use to hunt better bigger and badder monsters and get bigger and better weapons and so on and so forth for all eternity (laughs) okay you got me sold because Uh, i love survival games like that and it is i love it is not easy too it is it is a game that is gives you quite a challenge uh and i do not like grind games i really can't stand grind games and i love this game so that goes to show a lot uh and i'm excited for it for excuse me for two major reasons one i love monster hunter uh monster hunter (laughs) world at least uh and two it's being directed by paul ws anderson uh so that um, has me very excited because he has directed pretty much uh, a, quite a few of 
my favorite movies based on video games that I feel like he has done very well. He's made my all one of my all time favorite sci fi horror movies, Event Horizon. Uh, oh, I love Event Horizon. I know, me too. He <laughs> uh, <laughs> did Pandorum, which I also love, which I feel like is super underrated. But anyway, uh, like so, I'm really excited that that he's the one in that, and of course, uh, you no, know, he's having his his wife uh, play the lead role, uh, Mila J- Jovovich. Yeah, Mila Jovovich. Yeah, so she is going to be the main character, and the trailers are okay. out already. So, so there, there is a trailer that you can watch. Okay. Um, and uh, pretty much what from my understanding is that from what I've seen at least uh, his uh, Mila Jovovich is a modern day person from Earth like a soldier who kind of gets sucked into the Monster Hunter world uh, kind of like an alternate kind of universe thing oh, cool. uh, and, and, that's, and one of the things I like about that is that is not outside the realm of Monster Hunter because what Monster Hunter does, they're pretty much known for this, is signing deals with other video game uh, like um, franchises and having them go into their game. So in Monster Hunter World, they have a whole uh, series where you fight the behemoth Final, Fa- uh, Final Fantasy. They have another one where you can fight the... Uh, <clears throat> uh, what's it called? Um, the name is escaping me right now, but from, from The Witcher... You actually get to meet the Witcher, and the Witcher goes into the game, and you can actually play as him. And so, and it's because of these alternate portals and whatnot that open up. So, like having someone go from one world into the Monster Hunter world is not really out of like the whole Monster Hunter. You know, they're not doing something new with that. They're not like totally changing the lore of Monster Hunter. It already happens. It's already a known occurrence in the Monster Hunter world. Uh, also, they got a, they got <clears throat> Ron Perlman being the admiral, so I'm excited for that because <laughs> I love Man. Ron Perlman. So uh, yeah, this movie's got me sold yeah. because Mila Djokovic. Check out the trailer, man! It looks cool. Right. I'm excited. Not only, not only that, but you also have a director that knows the background of of what this movie is and understands the lore of it. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a gamer. I I can yeah Paul W S Anderson is definitely a gamer because he's done most of my favorite video game movies come from him. He did the first Resident Evil, Silent Hill. Uh, I think he also did Max Payne, if I'm not mistaken, too. Yeah, he did. So and like all those movies, I love. Some of them have mixed uh, reactions from the fans, you know, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Mortal Kombat. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. The super campy 1995, 1995 Mortal Kombat uh, was him, too. So he's, he's someone who is familiar with video game movies. Uh, so, uh, you know, and also, you know, and uh, uh, Mila Jovovich was starred in both Resident, Resident Evil and Silent Hill, the first one. So... She's also. I forgot that she was part of Silent Hill, the very first. One. I like the first Silent Hill movie, the second one, eh, but I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, I'm a big horror movie and horror video game fan. Same I here. love them. Uh, you know, turn the lights off, put on my surround sound, have 
headphones and played Dead Space for a few hours, I I am super happy, you know. Uh, but so I was I was pretty um, satisfied with how that Silent Hill movie was. I thought it was very well done. I liked that. I feel like the twist ending. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> and you know, I really liked the fact that they kept close to what the actual video game concept was. Yes. And then they made it their own. And then having Sean Bean in it, which you already know that it's not going to end well for him if he's in the movie at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do love how they made it their made it its own thing, and I'm a huge fan of the Silent Hill franchise and everything. As a matter of fact, on PS One, I remember playing that. And matter of fact, that was actually ahead of its time as well. I agree. Yeah, yeah. If you think about it, uh, fun, fun fact about the original concept of Silent Hill with the fog. So the fog came about because he actually didn't have the software at the time to render <laughs> everything in detail as much as they wanted to. And that's kind of where the idea of the fog came from. So beyond the fog, the levels are actually like loading, uh, oh, but you can't see it. Yeah, uh, because it was ahead of its time. It was trying to do right. things that they didn't have the technology for. So they added something that ended up becoming... You know, every time I see a hill, every time I see a, like, super thick, creepy fog outside, I literally call it a Silent Hill fog to my wife. Like, oh, Silent Hill. <laughs> Same thing. Same, like, I live in a small town, and I remember working in housekeeping and everything and dumping the trash, and it was, like, really foggy when I, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for Pyramid Head to show up or something mm-hmm. because of how bad the uh, fog actually was. So I really loved how you can actually have that little reminder of what Silent Hill is. And then the the, you see the, fog. the first Resident Evil, another horror video game mm-hmm. that uh, I really love the first Resident Evil movie. I feel like it's the one that's the most truthful to the game series. I agree with that. Um, I feel like it was very well done. I, I, I just love that movie. I think it's great. Uh, then they kind of did, uh, <clears throat> did Apocalypse. And I was like, okay, it's not really as good, but it's not terrible. And then they gave her, like, superpowers. And I was like, oh, God, no. Well, what I wanted from Apocalypse was kill Bela Djokovic's character, put Jill in, and have Nemesis. And I did not like the way they did Nemesis at all. Yeah. It was... I just... I was like, it's not terrible, but it's not good. <laughs> no, it seems was... like they tried to do like an over-a-top action zombie flick rather than sticking to the original material yeah. that Resident Evil was with the very first movie with Mila Djokovic. And then, and then of course, they um they went in, in, in my opinion, they just, they just totally did whatever the hell they wanted. Exactly. And Resident Evil just became like a name that they did whatever they wanted with, uh, with superpowers and all this other stuff and uh, but anyway <laughs> what i didn't like about it too though was the whole superpower thing and how it reminded me of carrie yeah and everything. what do you want i'm like carrie? not telepath this is not about a telepath or anything like that and it's not about government experiments on humans it's about well it isn't to a certain yeah extent, it's like the umbrella corporation about- but it's but they they i feel like they took those names and did what they wanted with them. You know, like, mm-hmm. like they took these things that were already established or already is a, a great lore uh, to it. And they just were like, okay, we have these names and we'll just slap them on these, these different things just because we have a name for it. Exactly. And we can, and and we can use it. it. Exactly. Right. 
Um, let's see. Uh, I, I'm just looking at you know my notes. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited because I do love Paul W S Anderson. Uh, he also like I mean he did the Mortal Kombat, which is super campy. Like looking back and it watching really it, <laughs> but they are making a new Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and James Wan is actually producing it. And it's going to be rated R, apparently, and have fatalities and all that jazz. So that I'm excited for. Uh, I'm, like, totally excited for this. Yes. Because they're still going to keep that horror element. And they're also, like, I've been listening to, like, interviews that they've done with Platter Live and everything on the stuff that they they said they were going to do. They said it's going to be plot-driven, story-driven. And it's going to deal with stuff outside of the tournament. Nice. I'm excited. Was that that Same first here. Mortal Kombat is super campy. It's definitely a... I mean, I don't think it maybe was intended to be so, but it's a family film. I can watch that with, <laughs> with a 12-year-old. And they'll be like, whatever about it. Right. Like, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is why the ESRB was even freaking created. It was so exactly. gory and graphic that they literally had to create a rating system to be like... Children should not be playing this. Like, right. And so that's my one, you know, one of the things about, uh, you know, Anderson about that movie. But overall, it's one of those movies that it's good because it's one of those, you know, it's so bad it's good kind of things right. where it's just so campy and so whatever that you actually enjoy it because of that. At least I do personally. I do too. <laughs> like, I put it on on Netflix whenever it was on Netflix. I'm like, and I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, I made my parents go out and see this movie. (laughs) They had to sit through two hours of techno, high energy music. Um, My friends have a popcorn in our face and saying, this movie is freaking awesome. (laughs) And then here I am, 30 years later, I'm like, oh man. (laughs) This movie is super cheesy. And God, the cringeworthy of the dialogue and everything. Oh too. yes, but Johnny Cage still makes the movie. I don't care how many times I have to see Goro get his, uh gets punched in the balls and everything. I have to see that scene at least once or twice. Oh man, it's it's just it's just so so great. <laughs> it is. It really is. As a matter of fact, I even bought the soundtrack. No like set. Oh nice. Because um, I wanted that whole entire Mortal Kombat theme. Because during that time, there was no YouTube. There was no way to actually get it but to buy the soundtrack. Yeah. So yeah. I decided to go ahead and support the film by buying the soundtrack, even though I only bought it for that one song. But. Ah, so good. I gotta watch it again. It's been it's been a couple years. another upcoming game that uh. Or rather, a movie that I am very, very excited about uh, is Metro 2033, uh, which was very, Tell me about that. very, very recently announced. Uh, so, all right. So, uh, it's originally a book series uh, called, you know, the Metro series, and it's Metro 2033, 2034, and 2035. So there's the three books. Um, and it is post-nuclear apocalypse Russia. Uh, think of Fallout in Russia, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but um, 
I actually love I actually like Metro more than I like Fallout. My top three favorite video game series of all time in order are one Bioshock, two Metro, and three Fallout. Uh so if you couldn't guess, I love the whole dystopian everything's <laughs> in freaking ruins and trying to murder you vibe. But um so uh pretty much the survive there's a nuclear war, um and it takes place in the Mos- in the Moscow uh, metro system, a subway system, where pretty much all the survivors are living because the surface is filled with mutants and radiation and all that stuff. And uh, the I've read the books. I played the games. I actually played the games first, fell in love, found out it was based on a book series, and then read the books. So, oh, wow. So the books are uh, written by a guy named uh, Dmitry Glukovsky. He is Russian. Uh, <laughs> I need to read these books, though. Oh, they're great. I, hi- I highly recommend them. Um, uh, and so he wrote the books, and then they based the games on the books. Uh, each game, there's three games. They all loosely connect to the books. Uh, there's mm-hmm. way more action in the games, of course. Like, in the books, especially in the first book, Metro 2033, um, Artyom only kills a couple people when he really has to. And then in the game, you're, you know, like a fucking killing machine. Oh, sorry. I cursed. No, 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 you're good. <laughs> uh, you, you can, you're, you you know, can do that. You're taking out whole squads of, arm, of you know, military men and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a little bit different in that. There's some changes to the storyline. But they do, you can see that they are based off each other. Um, and so he very recently posted to his social media account that they are planning on releasing a Metro 2033 movie uh, in 2022. So uh, I don't know if it's going to be based more on the book which is, or more on the video game, but I thought it was worth mentioning because it, you know, there is the video games. Um, right. What would be cool is if they do adaptions from both. I would love that. Because <laughs> um, like I said, I'm a huge fan of both. Um, they, they, this has been a long time in the making. He actually did have um, a deal with, I believe, MGM Studios years ago to create an adaptation of Metro 2033 into a movie. And the deal ended up falling apart because they wanted it to be based in America. And, he was like, and he's from Russia. All his books and video games take place in Russia. And he has a huge... Uh, impact on the video games he was directly involved with the making of the games he was in there with the developers saying i want this i like this tweaking things with them not dictating how it's done but working with them to create they they have a great relationship from what i hear um i mean you know anyone telling you what to do it's kind of like whatever but but from but this is like his baby he has artist integrity this is his. Oh yeah, go ahead. You know, this is like his baby. He created it, and he wants it to be done in his vision because it's his. Uh, So he was very involved with the making of the games, and he's very involved. He's going to be very involved with the making of the movie as well. And so they wanted it to take place in America, and he was like, "Absolutely not! It takes place in Moscow. That's how it's going to be." You know, right? Uh, And you know, I like the fact that he's involved, and this is his passion. Mm-hmm. And there's a right way and there's a wrong way to give advice and actually point people in the right direction. 
And as long as it's respectable and everything, it seems like it is. I don't see anything wrong with that. But as soon as you try and strip the writers and everything of every right that you that they have and the direction they want to go in, yeah, that's wrong. So but I love the relationship that you're mentioning. So that's that's just from what I've heard. I mean, it could be that he is might be overbearing, but but you know, overall this is his his creation and he wants to make sure it's done in his vision. So he is very hands on with it. Right. Uh the lore is fantastic. Uh the collectibles in this game are not like other collectibles where it's like, you know, find this trophy and now you have a trophy. It's diary right. it's diary pages and letters and stuff like that that enhances the lore. Uh I Metro Exodus is the most recent one that came out. It came out earlier this year. I cried when I beat it. I cried at the end. Like I'm man enough to admit that oh, wow. I cried at the end of that game because uh, it's you know this is the third one and you've built a relationship with these characters watching them go you know uh, right so I'm really excited for this <clears throat> for this movie. But uh, another thing too that I mean you mentioned that you're a big huge Bioshock fan too mm-hmm. because I am too. I, matter of fact, one of my friends got me into Bioshock. I love Bioshock. <laughs> I love it. And I know the budget would be huge to actually do something like that with it. But give it over to like Netflix, Hulu. Mm. Uh, you can even do Amazon. And do a TV series out of it. I think there are a lot of cool things that can be done with a Bioshock movie or miniseries or TV show. A lot yeah, of cool Gilmore things. Del Toro to do it. Yes! <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I love him. Uh, definitely. Um, there's a lot of ways you can go. You can make it a horror. You can make it an action. You can combine the both. Uh, with sci-fi. Yes, it is. There, there are so many ways you can go with it, especially with the whole multiverse thing right. that's going on. Uh, there's a lot of paths you can take for a Bioshock uh, movie, or uh, that that isn't going to f- hopefully fully betray the game series because there's so much freedom in that with the the multiple realities and, and all that but you can kinda kinda have a little bit of freedom with it as long as you get that right uh <clears throat> what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like atmosphere. Right. That is that is that is that distinct Bioshock feeling. You know, uh whether it be Rapture of Columbia or some other some other place like there's that 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 creepy vibe that just makes you uneasy through most of the game that i just love (laughs) same here i have goosebumps playing that game and then and and then of course the storylines are just above and beyond Uh, i agree i don't i don't want to spoil it in case someone listening hasn't played the original bioshock play it you know they released the remastered edition a couple of years ago and all hd and stuff uh, but man that. <laughs> that that twist that twist i jumped out of my seat i was like no freaking way everything i know is a lie <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's fantastic fantastic story writing uh but like you know if they can do something like that for a movie that would be great and they are making a new bioshock i don't know if you heard about that no, I didn't, 2K I didn't just, I think it was last week, actually, um, announced that they have a studio working on a fourth Bioshock game. So, uh, yeah, so pretty exciting I'm stuff. Excited. Pretty exciting stuff. 
it's time to get me a PS5. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and crank it up. But I might actually uh, join you on Xbox because of the Keanu Reeves video game. Yes. So, Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. Just to have that one game, that's all I want. I have it. I have <laughs> play that game for hours. I have it pre-ordered already. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Um... But let's uh let's get into the the bad and the ugly of video games. Okay. Let's do a little bit about that because there are some we've gotten into a couple like uh, Prince of Persia, Assassin's Creed, like we said, but there are some pretty uh pretty other bad ones. What are some ones that that you don't like first? You don't well, let's see here. It's actually Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh yeah. The sequel to Mortal Kombat that I didn't like. And the direction that they were going in, they got rid of the whole entire mythology altogether. And it wasn't it. Anderson off. didn't direct it. <laughs> right. And then they problem. got <laughs> Right. And then they got the guy from what's that show? Highlander to be Raiden. Oh yeah. And that was just bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh um what else? There, well, Super Mario Brothers, that was I was actually... waiting for that to be mentioned. Because <laughs> if you didn't do it, I was gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> That is like the most infamous video game movie ever. Everybody, even if you haven't seen it, you know that there's a really awful Super Mario Brothers movie that was made. Like, oh no! And on top of that, they weren't even real Italian or anything like that uh, either. It was like, <laughs> but I like John Leguizamo. I love John Leguizamo. Yeah. Author. Okay. All right. He's he did actually. He's uh he played Bowser, right? Who played Bowser? No, he played Luigi. Oh, he played Luigi. I like the actor who played Bowser. Bowser was actually played by Knockhart Russell. I forgot who. I can't, I can't think of it either. That's fine. I, I can see his face. I can see his face plain as day. But I just can't. It's Sheen, I think, or something around that line. Uh, Martin Sheen? Mm, no. Dennis Hopper? No. Yeah, yes, that's it. that was it. Yes, yes, yes. That's Dennis it. Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Um, I liked him, but I feel like the movie in general was such chaos that, um, and remember what you mentioned before with the whole rewriting of the movie that we were talking about with Metal Gear, that was one of the biggest issues from what I've looked up on the Mars Brothers movie was they were rewriting it as they were filming, supposedly. Yeah. And like, that will never end well. You can't do that. Um, no. Matter of fact, that's what happened to Rob Zombie, though, with the second Halloween movie mm. and everything. And matter of fact, they saw that he saw the giant mess that this new director was doing. He pretty much gave him the boot out of the director's chair, and he had to go in and do rewrites while they were filming. And I, I love Rob Zombie. I love his music. I've seen him live. It's fantastic. Me too. I love his movies. <laughs> um, but like, if you're rewriting a movie while it's already filming, that's an issue. Uh, and also, apparently, um, the actor who played Mario, uh, um, which he also played Bob, on Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Bob, Bob Hoskins. Yep. Supposedly, he was like showing up to uh, to filming drunk and stuff like that. Apparently, like he, <laughs> I, 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 this is just what I've read. But apparently, he would like show up drunk and like that. He absolutely hated working on the movie. Uh, and all kinds of other stuff. I mean, and how can you blame them? It's, it's like obviously a crapshoot <laughs> as you're watching right. it. You're just like, oh god! And they're rewriting it as you're filming. Like you, right. you're not going to be happy about being in a movie like that. 
absolutely not. You, you have, it's bad when your actors don't even want to be there for the movie. Yeah. Uh, and they have to drink themselves to, <laughs> to try and get themselves set up for Mario. Like, they, they, it didn't have to be a Mario movie. You could have slapped a totally random name on it, and it still would have worked because it has nothing to do with the Mario games. It, it, re- it really doesn't. Not, not... All they are is just plumbers. Right. There's plumbers <laughs> and King Koopa, and they're just names. It's if like, you think about it, they can actually name that thing Donkey Kong, and they just don't get away with it. Yeah, right. Might as well. <laughs> but, uh, oh, geez. Rap movie, it's just awful. It is. It's god awful. I mean, and honestly, there are some people who like it. It's one of those that's so bad. It's, it's, a pleasure. it's one of those so bad it's good things to them, or right. they like it just, you know, to do some, like, Mystery Science Theater 3000 commentary to it and just make fun of it. <laughs> Where I could right. totally understand that, uh, you know, because like, I would do that. Some like Manos in the Hands of Fate type stuff, but right. Um, but no, I can't stand it, and I've seen it more than once. I don't even know Same why. Here. I don't even know why. I actually I owned that again. on VHS as a kid. <laughs> I my wife has it on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! But um, and I watched it with her, and at the end, I was like, I don't know why I did this to myself again. <laughs> I gotta bleach my eyes after this. <laughs> oh God. Um, let's see. Uh, some other bad video game movies. I'm trying to think. There's also Doom. Oh God, no! Yes, yes, no. <laughs> that movie's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where they go into like first person every once in a while, and it's like, why? Yeah. Why didn't the the with the rock? No. Just why did you do that? Um. And I love Doom because again, I do. Too. I'm, a, I'm a big horror movie fan, um, and I'm a big action or you know horror game right. and action game, and that combines them very well. The the new Doom that uh, Bethesda made, I absolutely love, and I love the classics. They were one of like the first real, real like violent, awesome games that I played as a little kid, uh, and I was super excited for it when it came out. And then it came out, and I saw it, and I was just like, "Like, what did? What were you thinking? Like, exactly. why did you do this?" Uh, nothing about it reminded me of Doom at all. No, no, nothing. It totally lost that flavor that we had from the video game. You could have just, you know, that's another thing where you could have slapped any title on that, and it would have still worked. But it's, I feel like. They did it because they know Doom is a is a money maker, right? And uh, like I don't know that whole the first person thing was weird. It I don't was, know. It, it reminded me of Hardcore Henry. But See, but I like Hardcore not. Henry. That movie kicks right. ass. <laughs> but it'd be here's the thing though. I feel like if they went on ahead and filmed the whole thing in first person, yeah, it'd be different. The Rock and, and Hardcore Henry uh, was a, a movie that was made to be like a video game. Uh, right. that, that I think, it, and it was awesome. They did a great job. Right, right. And I feel like if they did the same thing, I, now don't forget, this is actually years later. But I feel like if they went on ahead and did it the way that Parkour Henry would have done it, mm. it would have been a knockout hit because we would still get that uh, science fiction type of feel to it, with mixed in with horror, yeah, and that video game type of flavor to it. Yeah, that that would have been cool. I would like and they, with the rock su- acting behind. They it. supposedly. <laughs> 
I've heard whispers in the wind uh, talking about a new um uh a new Doom movie, but I don't know if they're actually if that's real or not. I've just seen like, you know, stuff on social media. So I don't right. know if it's just clickbait or not. But supposedly well, there's been talks. So uh, far so far all the sources that I've been around and everything hasn't posted anything. Good. And stuff like <laughs> that. So And plus I the, think it's just Bethesda owns it now, and I don't think Bethesda would be willing to do that. I mean, they haven't even made an Elder Scrolls movie. Okay. So, like, so, uh, and and that has almost limitless potential for right. for if you're going to make an Elder Scrolls movie. Uh, and I feel like you can make a good Elder Scrolls-based movie with all the lore and all the ages put into it. Um, I mean, Skyrim, people are still playing Skyrim. You know, it's right, uh, and that's one of those things. Like Bioshock, I think they can make a great thing out because there's a lot of freedom there. And the same thing right. with Elder Scrolls. There's a lot of stuff you can do. Uh, I mean, there's books in that game that talk about events that have never, you know, been in an actual game before that you can make movies out of. But uh, you gotta be careful with that stuff because it is a, a game that has a lot of followers and a lot of people love it. And if you mess it up, you know, they're not going to be happy. So no, they're going to get some, a lot of toxic fans. Yeah. And everything that's going to be divided. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, uh, I mean, I feel like that's what happened with, uh, with Hitman. I love, oh. I love that movie. The first Hitman movie. I actually really enjoy that movie. Um, and, See, uh, I'm the one who didn't really enjoy the the that one or the last one they had out. I did not like the last one. Um, I did not like that one, but I liked I liked uh, the first one. I liked aspects of the first one though. I liked and Timothy uh, o- Oliphant. I can't. I don't know how. To, yeah, yeah. Like I think he did really. I love him in Santa Clarita Diet. I love him in that show, and it's almost he's like... He's such a great actor. And and he can do, you know, someone like Agent 47, and then yeah. someone like Joel, and they're completely different in, like, every way. And I feel like he, he did a great job in both. And that's, you know, again, you're not, you're not a big fan of it. I wouldn't say it's my one of my favorite movies, but I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Right. I, I came and, out of that movie being like, that was a good movie. Um, you know, as long as it leaves you entertained at the end of the day and everything... You're good to go, but for me, I love aspects of it. For I, I'm, I never, I'm never the type that actually hates a whole entire movie unless the whole entire movie is just horribly well done, uh-huh. or, or horribly done. But I love the energy that he had with uh, Forty Seven. Yeah, and the a... way he walked and the way that he moved and talked. He was a badass. Felt like, <laughs> right, he captured what 47 is as far as the character and everything else that went on i think that's one of the things that that made me walk out of the movie being like yes i liked it and a big part was because how he betrayed agent 47 right matter of fact i still play that game matter of fact i have hitman uh hitman downloaded on the ps4 yeah i have the the new one that was like free for the first chapter the newest one I I, i have that one um I haven't played it yet, though. I I also have like 
a whole friggin' bookshelf of games that I bought and haven't played yet. <laughs> and then I downloaded a whole bunch that I bought and haven't played yet. And it's like, oh, you know, I'll never get to these. But, um, but yeah. Street Fighter is also another one that was bad. I actually did not see that um, because really? I heard it was so bad. <laughs> like, I went to the movie theaters with my friends to see this when I was a little. That's... And I remember watching it and everything. Um, and wa- listening to uh, John Claude Van Damme play the character of Guile and all, all and Blanca only being in it for a short period of time and everything. It was not how I pictured a Street Fighter movie to be. Yeah, I, I didn't see it because I heard it was terrible. Like Mortal Kombat, I was I was like four or five when Mortal Kombat came out. I think it came out ninety five, so I was five. When Mortal Kombat came out, so I didn't like see that in theaters. I didn't see that till I was older, you know. Like okay, I rented it on like, like VHS or something. Uh, you see, I was ten. <laughs> yeah, so you were old enough so. to go. Uh, so I didn't even hear about the Street Fighter movie till I was older, and I'm pr- pretty sure someone was like, "I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, I, I actually, me and my friend watched a Mortal Kombat movie, and I was like, and being a kid, I thought it was fantastic, you know, because I didn't realize how campy it was." And then my friend was like, oh, there's a Street Fighter movie, too. Don't see it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and then I never saw it, so. What's another movie on your list? Uh, bad Ones. Bad Ones. Uh, da, da, da. So we already talked about a lot of the ugly. And Blood the Rain. I did, not, oh, yeah. I did not like Blood Rain. Uh, no, not a fan of that. <laughs> uh, and, and Far Cry. Oh, and both of them are directed by by you, Ball, mm-hmm. and I hated both of them. And Far Cry, uh, I played it a little bit. I liked it. The whole you know, sexy vampire thing, cool. But I loved the first Far Cry game. That was like one of my favorite games. I even liked Far Cry Primal, which definitely wasn't nearly as good. And, I mean, they're still making Far Cry. I mean, Far Cry just came out with a new game like uh, earlier this year or last year. Uh, but and they made a movie. Uh, U-Ball directed a movie, the Far Cry movie, and it was just awful. It was so bad, and I was so upset after I saw it because I was such a big fan of the of the game of the games, and I was so excited. And I went in, and I saw, it, and I was like, "This is just like aw- like just awful." Like that, like it was really bad. <laughs> uh, Let's see. I'm probably gonna get ripped for this one, but. I really like it. It's Double Dragon. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I, you see, get this. It wasn't ever played at the movie theaters or anything around here. So I actually had to wait until it came out on VHS. And I really loved watching the Double Dragon movie. And matter of fact, I grew up with the animated cartoon and stuff like that, too. And also played the video games, of course. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's campy. Yeah, it has some bad dialogue. Yes, it's kind of has that Mortal Kombat kind of flavor to it, but it also has a little bit of a science fiction kind of feel to it as well, and I that's what I fell in love with it. Yeah, I didn't... And I know I might get... Sorry, go ahead. No, and I know I might get ripped for it, but I don't care. I like Double Dragon. I never played the games, so I feel like I didn't, you know, want, I didn't have any real interest in seeing the movie because right. I never played them. So it's, it's different from, like, Mortal right. Kombat, where, like, I played Mortal Kombat and I wanted to see a Mortal Kombat movie. Or like Tomb Raider. Uh, I actually like, I actually like the Tomb Raider movie 
that stands stars Angelina Jolie. I actually see, I like, like that movie. You see, I like the very first one with Angelina, but the second one I didn't, and I like this new reboot that they. Did. I didn't like the second one either. I just thought it was like meh, you know. Um, and I didn't see the new one. I heard good. I heard one, good things though. Right. Let me just tell you this: the new one is just like the reboot of the video game that they done for the. PS- I love the time. reboot of the the game series. If you're so gonna, if there's if anything you like that, that, I am so down. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you love that, go out and rent it or whatever. You're going to love the, this new Tomb Raider movie because I loved it. And matter of fact, they're making a sequel to it. Oh, cool. Um, they're definitely going to have to see that first one or that. And they have the Walter Jenkins, Jenkins, I think his name is, uh, as the bad guy in it. Uh, well, he played on Justified. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I know who you're talking about. Okay. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. His character is one-dimensional but he did what he had to do with that character and everything, but it was good. All right, cool. I'm down. I'll check it out. I like Tomb Raider. Uh, lead in the... Dude. Oh, you know it would be really funny? <laughs> if they had, like, an Easter egg in the movie where the butler was in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> I can actually see that. That would be, that would be great. Because, um, God, that was annoying. <laughs> it was. Uh, let's see. Um, I didn't hear good things about the new Warcraft movie, but I didn't see it. I never got into World of Warcraft. I have some friends that are diehard World of Warcraft players who like hours of just Warcraft every day. And some of them saw it and they said that they weren't very happy about it, but I can't really. Did you see it? I don't know. Uh, no. I didn't get around to seeing that. As a matter of fact, I'm not a big WoW fan at all. And like you said before with uh, Double Dragon, I never felt the need to actually want to play it or anything like that. Yeah, it was around my time and everything else too. And it was just one of those games that wasn't for me right. at all. And if it doesn't apply to me or anything like that, I'm not going to go out and see it. But I heard mixed reviews on it. Yeah, my, my, my couple of friends who do play WoW and are really into it. They, they said that they weren't happy with it. And I was just like, I'll take your word for it because I don't know enough about World of Warcraft. To re- like, I never really played it. I don't, I don't have the time or money to invest into a game like WoW. You know? Uh, so. You see, here's the thing with me. I want to have my beginning, I want to have my middle, and I want to have my end. I don't want a game that just keeps on going and going. Yeah, and like I said before, I'm really not big on grind games, and you know that's definitely a grind game. I mean, Monster Hunter aside, because that's definitely a grind game, and I love it. That's one of the only ones that I've ever played where like I actually enjoy it because I get bored. It's you know it's the same thing over and over again. But the thing about Monster Hunter is that uh, it challenges you. It like really challenges you and pushes you. So that, I'm so excited for that movie. If you can't tell, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm I'm getting over it too, and I haven't even played the game. I I, I believe so. uh, Monster Hunter World is on sale right now on the Xbox Store because they just came out with the DLC uh, Iceborne, okay. which is also really awesome. Uh, the DLC was pretty much a whole new game made for like DLC price. So, like, they added so much stuff. It was awesome. But, uh, yeah, so video games, uh, like we said before, backtracking way to the beginning, is that 
video games are built around you being the character. Right. You know, you are, you make the decisions, you're the one who's doing all the stuff, and when you take that and turn it into a, a movie where you can't do any of that and you just have to watch a screen without being able to control what happens on that screen, it gets risky. It, it it's really taken does. away one of the, the, probably the major thing that attracts people to video games is being in control of that story. And even like, even like I said, if, even if it's linear, it's going to end the same way no matter what. You still feel like you are that character. And if you just exactly. put a, a screen there without a controller, you feel powerless and kind of takes that away. So you got to be, you got to make the right decisions with writing a video game movie. And uh, right. otherwise it could be, you know, Super Mario Bros. <laughs> Which is not a good thing. No. But is there anything else that you want to add to it or uh, I think we pretty much covered everything that uh All right. that was worth covering and at least what about you? I think I'm good. I think that was actually a pretty good solid episode and everything. I was really happy with the way that we actually brought everything to the table and and stuff like that. And it's actually good to have another voice here with me as well. Yeah. So I'm, I just want to say thank you again for being on the show. With no me. problem. I love nerding out over games. I'm a big gamer. Same I way. love movies. So if I get to nerd out with someone for an hour or so, I'm perfectly happy. I had a lot of fun. All right. And tell the audience how they can actually reach you at with uh, the Joker page. All right. Sure. So uh, I run a page called The Joker Unleashed. On Facebook, uh, John is also a part of that page. He is fantastic. Uh, and, you know, if you want to follow me on there, we do uh, mostly Joker stuff. Obviously, the Joker Unleashed, so it's the Joker from Batman. But we do put out other Batman-related news, especially with, like, the movies coming out and stuff like that. Uh, so you can just give it a follow, message the page, comment on stuff. Uh, and, you know, we love the Joker. So if you're a big fan of Batman or Joker, you're you're in the right place. All right. Well, that's going to be it for Movie Lovers Unite. And put down the remote, put down the book, and pick up the remote. And everyone, have a good night. Have a great one.